Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, na'amaduhu wa salli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. Today, inshallah, uh, we will cover um, some of the expeditions of Ghazawat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from, uh, uh, from the time in between the Ghazwatul Badr and Ghazwatul Uhud. And inshallah, we'll see uh, how far we can go. Hopefully, we should be able to cover uh, most of it. Uh, while uh, we are covering uh, uh, these ghazawat uh, of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the battles that uh, happen, uh, if you want to call it skirmish, meaning the small battles, some of them did not even end up with any kind of a, a fight. Uh, others with some. Um, uh, I, I want to make sure that uh, we pay attention to some of the very specific, important points uh, that need to be learned from those uh, events. Uh, one is uh, about the statementship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how he was uh, ruling, while the other things are how Rasulullah sallam dealt uh, with uh, hypocrites, munafiqeen, and uh, how he protected the honor and the life of the Muslims and the citizens of the, of the Islamic State at that time in general. Uh, and uh, there were wars that Rasulullah sallam, uh, started, which were preemptive wars, meaning Rasulullah sallam, was the one who initiated the wars. And also an incident that shows uh, how the nationalism can uh, cause uh, problems within the Muslims, even in the time of Rasulullah sallam, among the Sahaba as well. Okay, so uh, we talked about uh, <clears throat> events of Ghazwatul Badr last week and uh, also uh, the, 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 the issues that came up after Ghazwatul uh, Badr. Now, uh, we talked about that, that the kind of uh, animosity that uh, the Mushrikeen, Munafiqeen, uh, the Mushrikeen from, uh, uh, from the Mecca, Munafiqeen which were in Medina, and uh, the hypocrites, and uh, uh, some of the Bedouins who were also polytheists or Mushriks, uh, and they had uh, uh, animosity towards Rasulullah as well as uh, the Yahud, the, the Jews of uh, of the Medina and the outskirts of Medina. The kind of uh, hatred and animosity they had against this newly formed uh, state, of, uh, Islamic state that Rasulullah was leading. Um, and uh, what we see there is uh, there are some of the incidents that happened that, uh, that draws a very clear picture of it, how much hate they had towards the Muslims and they wanted to crush this, uh, uh, crush the Muslims, uh, including Rasulullah Sallallahu and the Sahaba. Uh, so uh, one of the things that happened was uh, there, there was a there's a tribe named Banu Banu Sulaim uh, of Ghatafan, and uh, they were uh, they were thinking about that they were gathering the troops uh, to attack the Medina, uh, to attack Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he found out about their uh, intentions and uh, uh, and the force that they were gathering to at- attack Medina. So instead of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wait in Medina, rather he took the initiative of pre- preemptively attacking uh, Banu Sulaim of Ghatafan. Uh, 
And uh, Rasulullah uh, one thing that we see about all these small uh, battles before Hazrat Rahat, that uh, every time Rasulullah left Medina, he left a, a Sahabi behind him as a caretaker of, uh, of the state while he's not present. Um, that, that shows the, uh, one of the signs of stage, one of the things that stage, the, of a statesman that Rasulullah how he was uh, uh, ruling and while he was absent he made sure that there is uh, there's another ruler behind him in the meantime while he is not there. So when Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, he uh, went against uh, uh, Banu Sulaim uh, and that this is why this Ghazwa is uh, also referred as the Ghazwa to Bani, uh, Bani Sulaim. Uh, and another name of this Ghazwa is Ghazwa to Qarqarat al-Qudr because the Qudr is the place that the, the Rasulullah went uh, and, and met Bani Sulaim. So when Rasulullah uh, went towards the Bani Sulaim, uh, they heard the news of uh, Rasulullah coming uh, to fight uh, with them. So he, they actually uh, ran away. They fled. And while they, while they fled, they actually left 500 camels behind them. And they, those 500 camels became the spoil of war for the Muslims to collect. And they were distributed among the, uh, among the fighters who came along with Rasulullah And one fifth was given to the, to, to, to the state, which is uh, referred as uh, the homes that goes to Allah and his messenger, in this case, referred to the state. And uh, Rasulullah stayed in the, uh, in the area. Uh, it's a watering place called Al-Qudr. Uh, for three days, uh, while the uh, while the army of uh, Banu Sulaim they ran away. This invasion or Ghazwa happened. Some of the reports talk about at the end of Ramadan, and some say in the beginning of Shawwal. Either way, it is not too far away from Ghazwatul Badr, as we know that Ghazwatul Badr was on the 17th of Ramadan, and uh, this Ghazwa happened end of Ramadan or, or the beginning of Shawwal. Uh, of the second hijrah. So right after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was done with Ghazwatul Badr, he, he went forward for another Ghazwa. Uh, so, and we see that in a very short period of time, as a matter of fact, between Ghazwatul Badr and Ghazwatul uh, Ahad, there were about six, seven different Ghazawat and, uh, and Sarayas that happened. Saraya is, as I mentioned, Saraya is a, uh, is a battle that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sent a group of Muslims led by another Sahabi, and he did not participate in the, in the battle. In the battle that Rasulullah himself led the army, and he was part of it, it is referred as as a Ghazwa. Now, <clears throat> after Ghazwatul Banu Sulaim, there were. Uh, the, in in Mecca, actually, they were they were they said they were already plotting against the Muslims, and uh, there was a there was a, a mushrik named Umar bin Wahab al Jumuhi, and uh, and another mushrik he was an arch enemy of the Muslims and Islam in general, Safwan bin Umayyah. They uh, sat together and they were they sat together uh, privately, and uh, they were they were crying about about the loss they had uh, in the Ghazatul Badr. And Umair especially, he was showing his desire to kill Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, because his son was 
one of the prisoners of wars of the Badr, and he wanted to go kill Rasulullah and capture his son from Medina. But at the same time, he was complaining to Safwan, and he said he wished to go and do all these things, but he has a lot of debt on him, on his family, and, and he has a large family. He doesn't know who can take care of his family and who's going to take care of his debt, so he cannot perform the action that he really wanted to do. Now, Safwan, he, he goes, he will take care of the, uh, he will discharge Umair of the debts that he was carrying, and he will support, uh, he would support Umair's family if he would go ahead and do the action that he was willing to do. So Umair and Safwan, they were talking to each other. These are only two people who were discussing this idea, and nobody was aware of it. So, um, uh, so Fwan agreed with Omer's, uh, uh, what he, Omer was asking for to, to commit this action. And Omer uh, agreed with Safwan that he will go ahead and uh, kill Rasulullah. So they made the plan, they, they, they made the scheme, and they, uh, he, he went forward. Now, before he went forward, he uh, dipped his sword in a, uh, some very lethal kind of a poison. So he can attack Rasulullah with this sword. Now, when he went to Medina, uh, Omar bin Khattab, radiallahu an, he uh, met him uh, at the door of the, of the masjid. And when he saw him, he felt there is some evil intentions that Umar was carrying, even though he was trying to sh show that he just came to see his son. So uh, Omar bin Khattab, he did, not, uh, he did not like the way he was moving around. And actually, there is a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that talks about uh, the firasa of the moment, and that's the firasa of uh, Umar bin Khattab that he was able to uh, see the insight of uh, Umar. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُ بِنُورِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ قَرَأْنَا فِي ذَلِكَ الْآيَاتِ الْمُتَوَسِّمِينَ The meaning of the hadith is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Be aware of the believer's intuition." For indeed, he sees with Allah's light. Then he recited the, the ayah, in Nafidalika al Mutawasimin. Then he, uh, uh, surely in this are signs for those who see. And the Mufassirun, actually, when they are, uh, they are, they are uh, doing the tafsir of this ayah, they say that in Nafidalika al Mutawasimin is referring to Lil Mutafarrasin. Mutafarrasin are referring to the people who have, uh, who have intuition. And uh, it is it has been said about uh, when it says that they see with the light of Allah, it means the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has given, and uh, because of uh, the experiences that they have gained, they can see the things, certain things. Uh, so by, by this firasa, but by this uh, intuition, and Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an had this intuition, and uh, as we have discussed last week as well. Uh, when we were talking about Umar bin Khattab's uh, uh, action, that the kind that he was referred by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as muhaddath. Uh, similarly, here the Farasa here uh, is referring to uh, Umar bin Khattab had. So he was able to detect, he was able to sense the the intentions of uh, Umar. And this is a Muslim should not be uh, uh, should not be uh, uh, silly, stupid that. Uh, Anybody, anything say, anybody says, just believe in it. Uh, we should be aware of our surroundings. We should be aware of uh, uh, how people behave and how people things are happening around us. Uh, and and uh, should not be fooled by others. And Umar bin Khattab, one of the statements about himself, he said, 
he does not uh, deceive the people and he doesn't get deceived. And that, that's the way a Muslim should be. That we should not be the one who deceive others and should be, not be the one who get deceived by others as well. Anyways, uh, he went to, Umar al-Khattab went to Rasulullah and he informed him about him. And he actually captured uh, Umar and he brought to Rasulullah and uh, he said to Rasulullah good morning uh, and Rasulullah's response was that uh, we rather greet you with the better uh, better greeting the greeting of the Jannah which is Salaamu Alaikum uh, and Rasulullah said peace be unto you and then Rasulullah asked him about his intentions and he basically started saying about that his intention was to uh, to meet his son and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam uh, he told him about actually the uh, what, what was his intention, why he came, and uh, Umar uh, he right away uh, he uh, he got surprised because that meeting with Safwan was in privacy and nobody else was aware of it. Uh, so he right away actually he realized that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is really the messenger of Allah because there is no other way that he could have got this uh, information, and he actually became a Muslim. He became a Muslim, and not only that, Safwan was waiting for him, and he got surprised when he came back as a Muslim, and not as a Muslim, but he actually started propagating Islam in Mecca, and there's, uh, according to uh, Ibn Hisham, uh, there are quite a few people in Mecca who came into folds of Islam because of his work. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in these kind of circumstances, And these disbelievers, they plan, but Allah is, is planning, and Allah is the best planner. Uh, so that's what about the uh, one of the intent of assassinating Rasulullah and that, that fell apart and actually it worked out in the favor of, uh, uh, of the Muslimin. Besides that, uh, one of the, the tribes of, of the Jews, uh, whose name was Banu Qaynuqa, uh, this uh, tribe had a lot of hatred towards Rasulullah and uh, they, even though they already had a treaty with Rasulullah but they were playing around with the treaty and to an extent uh, they did certain actions that provoked Rasulullah to uh, take the action against them. Uh, one of the Yahudi whose name was uh, uh, Shas bin Qais, he was an old, uh, he was an old person but uh, he, he was envious against the Muslims. So he passed by uh, the group of uh, uh, the Muslimin from the uh, Ansar, and the ones who belong to uh, Aus and Khazraj, the, the two tribes of Medina. And uh, he started reminding them about, uh, actually he sent uh, uh, another young man to remind them uh, about the way they used to fight with each other before Islam. Uh, reminded, he started uh, reminding them about the harbul uh, uh, that uh, how they were fighting with each other and uh, inciting the nationalistic kind of uh, emotions uh, or in, in intertribal kind of uh, uh, emotions against each other. Uh, to the point that um, these two groups of Muslims, Aus and Khazraj, they we're going to start war against each other now while they are in the state of Islam, while Rasulullah was present. 
it was reported Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about the intentions uh, among the Osman Khazraj now. So he head out to them with some of the uh, the heads of the the, the Muhajirin, and he said, "O oh Muslim, do you still advance pre-Islamic uh, arguments after I have been sent to you as a messenger? Remember that it is not rightful for you to turn back what." Uh, after Allah has guided you to the straight path, del delivered you from disbelief and created uh, enmity between you. Now, the Muslims right away they realized because they were reminded by Rasulullah that Aqidah was touched that the action that they were about to undertake was uh, an action of Islam. It is uh, something that you are following uh, the shaitan here. Uh, and uh, 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 there's an ayah actually that was revealed about the about the Ausan Khazraj in general, not necessarily about this incident, that reminded them of how they used to be before Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and hold firmly to the robe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the Quran, and do not become divided. فَأَسْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانًا That uh, Allah subhanahu wa is telling them that you were enemies of each other. And Allah is the one, <coughs> so Allah is reminding them that, the, the, the favor, that uh, when you were enemies and he brought your hearts together and you became by his favors brothers, وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفَى حُفْرَةٍ مِّنَ النَّارِ Then you were very close to the, at the edge of the pit of the, of the fire. فَأَنْقَذَكُمْ مِنْهَا and we, we, uh, we save you from it. Uh, thus, does Allah make clear to you his verses that you may be guided. Now, this, uh, this concept of nationalism, uh, it's, a, it's an important concept that we should have a clear understanding of. Unfortunately, today, uh, among the Muslims, the very same concept of nationalism or patriotism have been used among the Ummah to keep us divided, to keep us separated, to keep us always think of your own nation, your own country. While this idea of thinking this way is not an idea of Islam. As a matter of fact, Islam condemns it. Islam does recognize that people can belong to a tribe, they can belong to a nation, but it's not for the purpose of thinking that you are better than the other because of that. Or you go and fight against each other based on that so you can show your superiority. Allah subhanahu wa does not say that uh, there are not multiple races exist in the world. Allah subhanahu wa does not say there are not different tribes exist in the world. Allah subhanahu wa does not say there are not nations uh, exist in the world. As a matter of fact, Allah subhanahu wa is the one who takes this as, yes, we are the one who created like this. As Allah subhanahu wa says in Surah Al-Hujarat, Ya ayyuhal nas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakarun wa unta. Allah says, oh, oh mankind, we created you from one, one man and one woman. And we made you the nations uh, into nations and tribes. But for what? So you recognize each other. But indeed, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more honorable is the one who has more taqwa. And indeed, Allah is the one who has the knowledge, who is the one who knows who has more taqwa? It's not you and me. Uh, and similarly, there are many, many ahadith that condemn 
this very same uh, uh, nationalistic, tribalistic, or any kind of asabiya uh, that uh, that can uh, that can be created among the people. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, the "Hadith is reported by Sahih Muslim. Man qutila tahtara yatim ummiya, qad ummiya yadu asabiyatan, aw yansuru asabiyatan, faqitlatun jahiliya." The hadith says, and this hadith is reported by Jundub bin Abdullah radiyallahu an, says one who is killed under the banner of man who is blind to his just cause, who, who raises the slogan of family or supports his own tribe, dies the death of one belonging to the days of Jahidiyyah. Another hadith says, and uh, the hadith is reported by Abu Dawood, but there's another, another similar hadith Supports, supports it, which is reported by, uh, by Imam Muslim and Sahih Muslim as well. The hadith says, that he's not from me, from us. The one who calls for Asabiyah. Asabiyah means tribalism, nationalism, patriotism, any of these kind of uh, isms. And he is not from us, the one who fights for Asabiyah. And he's not from us if he fights for or he dies. Uh, for, uh, for, for Asabiyah purposes. Now, here, Laysa uh, Minna is a way of saying, meaning not from us, does not necessarily mean that the person is out of the folds of Islam. Scholars discuss this way that Laysa Minna also means that this is a way of showing that this action of Asabiyah is not from the actions of ours. As a matter of fact, Islam came and united the people into one uh, ummah. As the hadith of Rasulullah says, Al-Mu'minuna ka rajul wahid in ishtakar atsuhu tada'a lahu sa'irul jasad bilhamma wassah. The hadith says the believers are like one, uh, one, uh, one body, one man. And if, uh, what, if, the, if the head hurts, then the whole body feels the anxiousness and the fever and the pain. Now, so the, the, uh, the, this is how Islam teaches us about how to look at uh, even if there are different races, different nations, or different uh, people who speak different languages exist within within the Muslim Ummah, they are all one uh, part of the one Ummah. And uh, in as a hadith, uh, there's ayat in the Malmu the believers are nothing but the uh, but the brotherhood. So this is how Islam teaches us uh, the unity. And, and the kuffar in the in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they tried to in, they tried to incite the, these very same. Uh, garbage junk ideas of nationalism among the Sahaba and they were even about to go to fight because those ideas do not just disappear from the mind the, about the, these kind of isms uh, and uh, the, what they did uh, the Yehud at that time they incited those ideas among uh, the, the Sahaba among the awesome Khazraj and they were about to fight with each other and Rasulullah came and stopped that uh, war that was about to start so that was one of the actions done by Banu Qaynuqa to uh, sow some sort of a dissension uh, or some sort of a, a hatred among each other, among the Muslims. So that's one action done by them. Now, besides that, uh, uh, by the way, Rasulullah went to them and they reminded, Rasulullah reminded them of uh, uh, the, the actions that they are, uh, they are doing uh, are incorrect. And uh, when he went there, their response was very, Arrogant. Rasulullah uh, gathered them and he admonished them and called them to rational and sensible and guided and caution kind of a, uh, a caution against the further transgression. So he wanted to stop them. 
But they remain uh, actually arrogant and they did not pay any attention to what Rasulullah said and, and said, don't be deluded on account of defeating some, some Qurayshites or the people of Quraysh. In experience in the art of war, if you were to engage us in fight, you would realize that we are genuine for, for, for uh, war experts. See, they had the treaty with Rasulullah and now they are showing the intent to fight with Rasulullah Okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about this قُلِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَتُغْلَبُونَ وَتُحْشَرُونَ إِلَى جَهَنَّمُ وَبَأْسِ الْمِهَادِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, say, O Muhammad sallallahu to those who disbelieve, you will be defeated and gathered together to help. And worse indeed is that place to rest. And uh, <clears throat> now, the Banu Qaynuqa, they actually uh, continued on their uh, uh, conspiracies against the Muslims and they got to, it got to a point uh, when one of the, the Muslim women, she was in the market of uh, Banu Qaynuqa uh, and uh, uh, she was at the jewelry store and one of the Jews, what he did was he tied her, uh, her, her, her clothes with something so when she got up, her part of the aura or the private parts were uh, uncovered. And the Muslim woman, she asked for the help. One of the Muslims heard it, saw, uh, saw what happened, and he went ahead and he killed the Yahudi who did this action. Upon that, the, 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 the Jews who were around them, they got up and they killed the Muslim. Now, that uh, created a problem. And now Rasulullah when he found about that, he actually marched. This was on 15th of Shawwal of the second Hijrah. So you can see that the, these actions are happening very close to after uh, Ghazwatul Badr. Ghazwatul Badr was in the uh, middle of Ramadan, 17th of Ramadan. Then we see that uh, uh, Ghazwatul uh, Banu Sulaim happened in between. And now on 15th of Shawwal of the second uh, Hijrah, Rasulullah started marching toward Banu Kainuqa. And uh, Hamza bin, Abu Tal bin Abi Talib, he was uh, holding the flag of the Muslims. And the Rasulullah seized the forts for 15 days. Uh, while he left, by the way, from Medina, again here, he did the similar action. Now this time, he left Bashir bin Abdul uh, Mundir as the caretaker of Medina when he left the Medina. Okay? So when they, when they seized the... Uh, the force of the uh, of the Jews there for 15 days. After that, they they gave up and they were looking for the judgment from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, <clears throat> uh, before I go into the judgment of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam for for the Banu Qainuqa, I want to take a pause and uh, remind something that we discussed pr uh, previously when we were discussing the Meccan era. At that time, we remember that uh, when Ali Yasser, an, when they were tortured, and Sumayya, his wife, radiallahu anha, uh, she was also getting tortured. Um, and when he passed by, he only told them to be patient. And he gave them the glad tiding of Jannah. And uh, they did become shuhada, both of them, Yasir and Sumayya radiallahu anhu. See, in that case, in the Makkah, Rasulullah's action was different. While we see in Medina, 
where the aura or the private part of a, of a Muslim was uncovered and uh, uh, one of the Muslim was killed, right away Rasulullah start he marched to uh, to uh, to take care of the issue that was that that came up against the Muslims, or in other words, against the uh, citizens of the state. So Rasulullah marched. Now the difference is what the difference is in Mecca. Uh, Muslims did not have the authority. Islam was not implemented over the people. Hence, the actions of Rasulullah at that time was to work towards getting the authority that he got in Medina. And once he got the authority, now his actions were different. Because now he's the head of the state there. He is a hakim, he's a ruler. Now, this is a, a reminder for myself, and especially the, because this is the job of, of a state. This is not the individuals who go and on a spree of doing actions like this. So, Rasulullah uh, uh, as a hakim, as a ruler, he undertook the action and he defended the, the Muslims, the lives and the honor. Now today, this situation is happening all across the world. And because we don't have the very same uh, ruler who ruled by Islam to defend the Muslims, there is nobody to defend them. As we can see, different parts of the world, whether it's Syria, whether it's Iraq, whether it's uh, Yemen, whether it's, uh, 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 whether it's uh, Kashmir, that uh, the, the people have been locked down over there for seven or eight months. It's not the lockdown that people are, uh, are feeling because of coronavirus. They are completely uh, locked down in the, uh, locked up in their houses. It's like an open jail for them, for eight, uh, about uh, 12 million Muslims. So um, that is because of the, the absence of, uh, of the, 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 the ruler who implement the rule of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That does not exist today, and we are going through all these uh, sufferings. Okay, so moving forward, then uh, um, when Rasulullah was going to make a decision about these, uh, uh, these Jews of Banu Qaynuqa because they broke the uh, treaty, uh, they killed a Muslim, they, uh, they dishonored a Muslim woman, uh, and they tried to create discord between the Muslims as well. So they, they did all the things to break the treaty that the Muslim had with the, with the Jews. So, uh, and this is why they understood also that uh, why Rasulullah was attacking them at that time. Now, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, he was the head of the Munafiqeen. So, and he was from the tribe of Khazraj. And uh, when I'm saying Munafiqeen, Munafiqeen means, uh, a, per a Munafiq means a person from uh, face value, he says he's a Muslim. But in his heart, he is not a Muslim. Uh, and uh, inshallah, I'll talk a little bit more about the subject because it needs some more clarification. So Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salud, who was uh, from Khazraj, and Khazraj were the allies of Banu Qaynuqa. So he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he started begging Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi that let them go because they were our allies. And Rasulullah sallallahu was not listening, and he was not paying attention. But he continued on, on and on and on. And uh, at the end, Rasulullah he, uh, he, he let, them, uh, let them live. But the condition was that uh, their, their, their wealth was taken, but they, they left uh, Medina. 
Now, on contrary to that, Ubaidah bin Samit was a, another Khazraji Muslim and he was also an ally of Nuqa But he, he saw what Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, when he saw his action, he went to Rasulullah and he made it clear to Rasulullah that he loves Allah and his messenger. And he has nothing to do with Banuqay Nuqana. And about that, uh, about Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul's action and Ubaidah bin Samit, Allah Azza wa Jal revealed these ayat. Uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ladina amanu, la tattakhuzu al-yahuda wal-nasara awliya, ba'duhum awliya ba'd, wa man yatawallahu minkum fa'innahu minhum, inna Allah la yahdil qawm al-zalimi. O you who believe, do not take the Yahud and Nasara as your allies. They are in fact allies of one another. And whoever is an ally to them among you, then indeed he is one of them. Indeed Allah guides not the wrongdoer, uh, wrongdoing people. And then the ayat continued on because these are connected and that draw, gives a clear picture of the incident that happened. The ayah says, فَتَرَ الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ يُسَارِعُونَ فِيهِمْ يَقُولُونَ نَخْشَى أَن تُصِيبَنَا دَائِرَةٌ فَعَسَ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ بِالْفَتْحِ أَوْ أَمْرٍ مِنْ عِنْدِهِ فَيُسْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا أَسَرُّوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ نَادِمِينَ So you see those in whose heart is diseased. When the ayah says, فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ It is referring to hypocrites, munafiqeen, the people who have disease in their heart. Uh, hastening into association with them, saying, We are afraid a misfortune may strike us. By, but perhaps Allah will bring conquest or a decision from him, and they will become over what they have been concealing with these uh, themselves regretful, that they will feel nadim. Nadim means regretful. And those who believe will say, are these uh, the ones who swore by Allah their strongest oath that indeed they were with you? Their deeds have become worthless and they have become losers. So now uh, these are the ayat that I decided from uh, Surah Al-Ma'idah. And uh, they are showing a very clear picture of the people who were uh, who, are, who were hypocrites and their actions show the hypocrisy as well. Okay. Now, when it comes to hypocrites, Rasulullah وسلم, uh, showed us how to deal with the hypocrites. Look, Munafiqeen, uh, Rasulullah was aware of who was a Munafiq and who was not the Munafiq because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, revealed to him who was the Munafiq because it's the matter of the heart. So when it comes to the matter of the heart, uh, the act, the uh, the when you when you rule over the people, Rasulullah showed us that he ruled by what the apparent actions were. So apparently, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul showed himself as a Muslim. So Rasulullah dealt with him as a Muslim. He did not try to show them uh, or uh, apply hudud of Allah or the punishment on him for being a munafiq. Because look, Rasulullah was aware of it, that who was a munafiq. Can you imagine that today, if people, uh, 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 as, as a normal human being, who are not messengers, who are not getting the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
if they have to decide who's a munafiq, who's not, you, uh, that will become very problematic. And any ruler will just kill anybody because he's a, he's a hypocrite. But Rasulullah so showed us how to deal with them, and he continued to deal with them as Muslims. But does not mean that Rasulullah was not aware of uh, their plotting or planning. If, uh, if, uh, uh, so he was aware of them, meaning uh, be watchful of uh, any kind of a harm that can come from even these kind of a people as well. Okay. Now, after that, uh, Rasulullah, uh, so this was about uh, Banu Qaynuqa. So Banu Qaynuqa, they, they left Medina and they, they, they resided in Sham after that. Uh, after that, uh, the, uh, now when Abu Sufyan, when he went back to, uh, to Mecca, and uh, talking about after Ghazwatul uh, Badr, so they, they had a huge loss. So he actually took an oath on himself that he would not take, uh, he would not take a shower a bath of impurity unless he takes a revenge or revenge from the Rasulullah and his followers. So he set out with 200 men towards Medina. Uh, and uh, this happened in, um, in Dhul Hijjah. So he, uh, uh, Dhul Hijjah of the second Hijri. Again, we are in the same year of when the Ghazatul Badr happened. And uh, he set out there and uh, first he went to Huyay bin Akhtar. He was one of the uh, he was one of the Jews, uh, and actually Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Later on, he married his daughter Safiya bin Huyay bin Akhtar. But he was one of the enemies of Islam. Uh, but and he he came to him because he wanted to infiltrate into the uh, into Medina. Uh, I'm talking about Abu uh, Sufyan. He came to Huya uh, ibn Akhtab and he wanted to, uh, looking for him help, but Huya ibn Akhtab, he was a coward person. He uh, did not uh, support him. Now, uh, the person, then he went to Salam bin Mashkam. <coughs> he was a chief of Banu Nadir, another Jew, uh, Jewish tribe. So this guy, Salam bin Mushkam, he Mushkam, uh, uh, he uh, he, he, he uh, entertained Abu Sufyan, uh, whichever extent he could have gone to entertain him, and then at the night time, uh, Abu Sufyan he dispatched some of the men. So he did not do the, uh, he did not go during the daytime. Rather, he, he sent some of his people during the night time uh, to raid Al Orayd. This is one of the suburbs of the Medina. There, uh, the, the, these men, they burned the, the palm trees of the Muslims that belong to the Muslims, and he killed two, they killed two, two of the Muslims. And uh, then they returned back. When Rasulullah he found out about this event. Rasulullah gathered uh, his men right away, and uh, again, he left Bashir bin Abdul Mundur as a caretaker of the Medina behind him. And now they went after uh, Abu Sufyan and his, uh, the people he brought with him, his army. Uh, Abu Sufyan and his army, they found out about Rasulullah is coming. Right away, they left. They left in such a hurry that they left a lot of their belonging. Actually, they, 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 they intentionally dropped some of the belonging behind them so they can lighten up, so they can, they can run away faster. And uh, the, the most of the stuff that they, they, they left behind was Sawiq. 
Sabiqa is a kind of a barley po uh, porridge. Uh, if you remember, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to take sabiq with him uh, in the uh, days prior to uh, prophethood to Ghari Hira, uh, the cave of the Hira. So he, he had some provision to eat uh, in, uh, in the cave while he was uh, meditating over there. Anyways, so they left uh, a lot of uh, uh, sabiq and this is why this uh, ghazwa of Rasulullah is called uh, Ghazbatu Sawiq. And this happened in Dhul Hijjah of uh, second year uh, after Hijjah. Uh, now, uh, this was about uh, two months after Ghazwatul uh, uh, Badr. After that, uh, Rasulullah got some, uh, uh, some intelligence about uh, Banu Salaba and Banu Muharib. Uh, that they were uh, gathering troops again uh, to raid the Medina, uh, outskirts, of, outskirts of the Medina, or the suburbs of the Medina. So Rasulullah now he gathered uh, an army of 450 horsemen and, uh, and the people on the foot, uh, and he set out uh, to take care of this new situation that rising up, the Banu Saliba and Banu Muharib were uh, plotting and uh, planning the troops against, against the Muslims. Uh, this uh, ghazwa, which is called uh, ghazwa the Amr, that happened on, in the Muharram of the third year of the Hijrah. This is which is the beginning of the following year. So you, we are still talking about four or five months uh, or three uh, uh, down the road from ghazwa al-Badr. While Rasulullah Sallallahu was leaving, this time Rasulullah left uh, Uthman bin Affan uh, behind him as uh, the caretaker of the Medina. And uh, when uh, Muslims went there, uh, um, on the way they captured one of the of the men, and he became a Muslim. And the Sulaiman used him as a guide for for the army. And uh, when 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 they got there, uh, Banu Salaba and Banu Muharib they actually dispersed into the mountains and they disappeared. The Sulaiman uh, waited or encamped in the area that's called the Amr. So. Uh, the Amr is, uh, is the area they waited. This is why this Ghazwa is referred as accordingly. Um, and they, 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 got, they, they left in Muharram. They stayed there until Safa, which is the second month of the, thir uh, of the Islamic calendar and, and uh, the third year of the, uh, after Hijrah. While Rasulullah was there encamped, uh, that actually created a buzz about the strength of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his army, so that, that created a buzz against the those Bedouins. Remember, there were four people who were uh, uh, plotting and planning against Muslims. That one of the kind was the those Bedouins who were mushrikeen. But the, these were mush, uh, Bedouins. They they were very impressed by the strength of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So that helped them uh, as well. Um, <clears throat> So uh, there's another incident happened, which was about uh, about Kaab bin Ashraf uh, after the uh, after the Ghazwat uh, the Amr. But uh, I think uh, because of the time issue, uh, I will stop uh, here today, and uh, we will we will cover about uh, some of the small uh, battles that happened between Ghazwat al and Ghazwat al-Badr next week, and also. Uh, uh, the incident regarding Ka'ab bin Ashraf, who was another enemy of Islam and uh, the one who was uh, 
uh, about whom Rasulullah commanded to be assassinated. So I'm going to stop here. And if there is any uh, comments or questions about the subject that was covered today, inshallah, I'll uh, try to answer them. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.